get into some racing for this weekend oh but before we do that let's uh let's review some of the ones from the weekend shall we yeah i think a few people want to well, i know a few people want to talk about zaki you know a few people that backed him that weren't too impressed with how he went oh, that was one of them yeah and way too hard didn't he well i think i sent it to you guys i looked at the sectional data after after the day and just when i was doing my replays and he was consistently running 20 12 second sectionals, which is very, very quick. And you'll get people jumping up and down saying he likes to be rolling on that tight of tempos, blah, 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 blah. But a horse of his age at seven years old probably isn't up to running 12 second sectionals like that. And it's set up perfectly for the back markers. As you can look by, you saw Numerian, Toyta, and Kovalika all, all finished very, very strongly. So. I think you can forgive Zaki, but whether or not he's at his best at Group 1 level, probably not now. But let's wait and see because I know the, the vets came back. They scoped him and, and assessed him and nothing came back abnormal. So I think he just had a gut buster and he just didn't didn't see out the 2,000 metres due to the uh, the pace that J-Max set with him. Yeah, I wasn't that keen on him because he's capable of that. Not at that price. Um, no, he was a bit – he was too – he was too um, short, that's for sure. And uh, Huerta winning two. Yeah, two in a row. So we everyone was talking about Zaki winning his second Doomden Cup and then Huerta comes out and wins two. I thought he was enormous, as was Numerian, who went um, went toe-and-toe with him to the line. I thought Duais was back back to her best. I thought that was awesome for a first-up effort over 2,000 metres. And I thought Kovalika was good. Yes, the horse saved ground coming up the inside but that was a good effort at, at weight for age and i think going into the derby this weekend i think he's the right favorite but i've got an angle which i'm i'm probably going to be going around him but i think he's i think he's um i think he's he was awesome on the weekend and yeah i think bring on the derby yeah nice okay now the goodwood in uh, south australia yeah, so we we all said lofty strike if if horses were running on and if it wasn't too heavy um, it said it was a heavy eight on on all of the I guess sky racing and everything like else, but uh, and all like the I guess the other televisors. But the times that they were running more reflected that of a soft seven. So you could probably the same the heavy deck court cost lofty strike the race was probably a bit of a bit of an overstatement. I think the horse certainly didn't have his turn of foot that we'd we'd come to know, but. I thought the the win from from Royal Merchant was awesome and and rightly so it saluted and I think that took Ma Eustace to what three out of the four Group Ones down there. Yeah, God, they're so impressive. Yeah, and they would have had had Mark Zara, but I'll touch on it. Had he not been too cute, I think they would have likely won the the Derby as well. So they might have done a clean sweep down there had it not been for a um, a poorly judged ride. Yeah, it's hard to go past him. Now yeah. horses. Horses to follow. Well, we had Princess Rainers in in the black book before, but um, we I'm going to keep her in there because she, despite being at Doombin and despite drawing out back and despite 
Tony, Tony Golan preferring his other runner. She rocketed home down the outside, didn't she? She didn't win or anything like that, but I thought her run was full of merit. And I think if we can get to an 1,800-metre race or even just staying at the mile at, at Eagle Farm, I think she'll be much more effective. And I think she'll be she'll be really in it if she's, if she's placed well. Yeah, okay. And you like to run a Cardinal Gem as well? Oh, Cardinal Gem was awesome. Now, I did say on the on the podcast that I was laying the horse, which I did. Um, it finished off amazingly, but the barrier just was what got it. Um, simple as that. So um, I think heading towards uh, a, a Stradbroke, I think the horse is right up into its eyeballs, and I think it'll be way better suited to something like Eagle Farm because I think it drops in weight to around 50, I think 54 and a half or maybe even lighter. So, yeah, so it could be, yeah, it could be a good good horse to follow into um, into that 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 Stradbroke, that's for sure. I agree, definitely. And El Pota del Sol. Yeah, so this is one I threw to you guys um, late in the piece. Um, that's the full brother to our uh, one of our favourites in Virtuous Circle. So mm. I thought he was really good. He was on debut over the 1400 at Flemington. He was right out the back. He was all over the shop. He didn't know what to do. But when um, I think it was Jason uh, Mascal or whatever his name, Jason Mascal pulled him to the outside, he actually really hit the line nicely. So I think looking for him and ideally a maiden over 1600 to, to 1800 next start, I think he's going to be a bet. Um, I think he's, he's a great chance. Okay, lovely. Now let's go to Eagle Farm and continue this uh, Brisbane Carnival. Uh, we've yep. got the Queensland Derby and the Kingsford Smith of the two group ones, and I can't wait again for another great weekend of Queensland racing. What have you got for us? Well, Eagle Farm, tra- rail's in the true position, which is great. Um, the weather is sunny. It's beautiful up here in Brisbane at the moment. I think we're getting, what, low, high, like eights or nines in the morning, and then it gets to about 20, 25 degrees during the day. So I think we'll be racing on a good four, as we always expect. Now, you look at Eagle Farm, it's a long, straighted track, and then it's big, wide turns. So um, usually it's it's a horses for courses track, which you hear a lot of people say. So usually horses that have handled it before usually – um, will win the majority of the races, but I usually think it races very fairly, and I think it's um, more tempo-based more than anything. Yep, definitely. I agree. I love the track. Yeah, it's a great track. Good punting track for me. Now, which, uh, which, which, where did you want to start here with these? I reckon we start with the Derby, then we touch on the Kingsford Smith, and then we'll go in numerical order with that support card, any of the, the group races. So okay. it's going to race seven for the Derby. I think it's race seven. Yeah, that's it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kovalika short. Yeah, very short. So I think all in markets was around the two two fifty mark, and then when seeing it drawing barrier five, I think that's when um, uh, the, the 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 sports bet and all the other bookies really started to to wind the, the odds in. So I think we we touched on it earlier with when we did the review of the the Doom and Cup. Now, I think the horse is rightly favourite, $1.70, maybe not. I'd probably have him above that. I'd probably have him in, in black figures. He was really good in that Doombin Cup. He saved ground up the rails and finishes finished off really, really nicely. The thing that I've got worried, there's a couple little concerns. They're not huge ones, but has he ever backed up before on the quick backup? I haven't – I don't think he has. He's always had two weeks between his runs, so – the concern is, does he handle the backup for one? And two is, well, is he going to run out of strong 2,400 metres? 
Now, you'll get people telling me that he's run a strong 2,100, but that's still another 300 metres to go. He's bred to run. Like, Ocean Park is a, very, a, a, a good sire for stayers. But, again, you've just got to have slight concerns over that. But the way he was hitting that line over the 2,000 metres would suggest that he'll probably get the trip. And if he gets a really economical run, then he's probably going to look your winner for, for at, at, one, at some point. Yeah, I mean, I don't see a lot that looks like beating him after him finish finishing a length off those other things in that race last week. Well, when, when you go through the field, so you look at Special Sway, who's got, who gets Nash now. Now, the horse was 26 to 1 last start. It drew barrier 5 at Doombin. It's now drawn barrier 17. It goes up 400 metres in trip, and I thought it was out its, on its legs. Now, the one good positive is not that Tyler's not a great jockey in Tyler Schiller, but it gains Nash. So that's probably a positive for it. The Vowles was eating up um, the, the margin between it and special sway um, in the latter stages, as was stroke of luck. I think if you're looking at it purely from that that race, the Vowles is probably the one you want to take out of it. Um, and then you go down through the through the, the other horses in the market, and there's not much. Now, the only horse, and this is probably the only other one I'd include in the quaddy, would be number four promises kept. Okay. Now, you guys, I made this a bet in the um, South Australian derby when we, were, when we were discussing it. Now, the horse is hard fit. So we know that he's had a hard run 2,500 metres, and then he was only nabbed late by Dunkel, all right, in that South Australian derby. He then go back, and it was two lengths back further to Aberfeldy Boy, Loco, Bengal Boy, and a, a few other decent horses. But I think if you look at purely from this, you look at the speed map, there's not a great deal of speed listed in this race. So you've got um, Sacred Mission, who can roll forward. The Englishman has rolled forward in his races, and obviously Special Sway. But all of them have drawn really, really wide. So then if you go down to where Promises Kept is drawn, barrier one. Yeah. Mm. So you look at it like that, and I don't think that Mark Zara is going to make the same mistake he did last start where he was too cute. He set the tempo. He was too cute. Ran thought he had the, the, the race one not to, and then didn't see Dunkel flying down home. Now you look at Kovalika last start, he got a real fast pace, which we touched on with Zaki set. This race, I think is going to be quite slow. I don't think there's going to be a great deal of speed. So I'm intrigued to see where J-Mac gets from barrier five and whether he musters him up to sit forward of midfield because he's been sitting further back in his races. So if you're purely looking at this from a betting perspective for me, I'd be backing promises kept each way over Kovalika. And I think you get a better price um, about like the placements of promises kept than you will Kovalika. And you, you, you're relying on a little bit more of luck and race shape when we know where promises kept is going to be. You know he's hard fit. He's on a hard run 2,500 metres and it doesn't look to be a great deal of pressure up front. And so you think just stand those two out in this leg of the quaddy? I just think one and four, but I think if I was a betting man, I'd be going a one by three play and promises kept. Okay, nice. Nice. Um, now, what do you want to go to the Kingsford Smith next? Oh, isn't this a race? I love this race. This is a race of the day for me. Yeah, wow. So the Kingsford Smith, so this is a 1,300-meter race. Um at there at Eagle Farm, obviously. It's one of the main lead-ups to the Stradbroke again. So the winner of this race gets an automatic entry into the Stradbroke as well. Now, if we look through the market, there's a lot of familiar horses in this, isn't there? And I'm really stoked. Now, without sounding bad, I'm really happy that Promise of Success has come out this today. 
because I was praying and hoping that Shallow got into this. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Her, yeah, she's – well, she's – if you look at it we'll, – we'll touch on her. Actually, I'll touch on her later, actually. Let's, let's go through in market order. So we look at – think about it. Who's a horse oh, that we've always – a bit of, bit of pace in this. Yeah, there is, isn't there? So oh, we, we've always had a really good opinion of think about it. Now, this is his first time stepping up to the to wait for age. But when we look at it, can you really fault him? No. All right. I think the only fault that you've got to look at from his perspective is back in Ali um, race last weekend. The market loved it and it flopped. Fox Fighter goes around in race eight at Randwick on the weekend, which is actually before this race. So you can kind of get a good idea about it. I know Joe Pride has a huge opinion of this haul. So, and it's drawn really, really nicely and it's very versatile. So I think he's right favourite around that $4, $4, um, sorry, $455 mark. Yeah, four, yeah, four eighty one ninety five five and twos. Yeah, you've then got a case for you who we put in the black book after that um that run behind Roth um sorry Giga Kick and the Doom and Ten Thousand where it clocks some really good final four hundred and two hundred meter sectionals. Um, I think he's drawn well and I think he can sit a little bit more handy from Barrier Six, and I think he's better suited to the Eagle Farm track than he was at Doombin. Jeez, um, this then, is a, this is looking tough. Such good, so many good horses. It's a good race, isn't it? Oh, and then we got to rock the Eduardo for sure, though, right? Oh, well, he's at thirteen bucks, so I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be a chance, and he, I don't think he'll run past eleven hundred anyway. So this is extra no. two hundred meters. But the thing with him is, he's the one who is going to inject a bit of pace into this race. Jesus, a bit of pace already as well, isn't there? Yeah. So Rothfire, I think. He loses Nash, gains um, Blake. Now, I thought it was an absolute peach from Nash to, to lift him in the victory stakes. Now, I have concerns with Rothfire over 1,300 metres. I just I just think that when you go back and watch that victory stakes, now, now I'm not saying, sorry, 1,300 metres in this race. Um, you go back and watch that victory stakes. King of Sparta was absolutely rocketing home, and he only got done by, what, 0.2 of a length from Rothfire, and I don't get why there's a market discrepancy there. I feel like King of Sparta should be ahead of Rothfire in the market. Um, Converge is the interesting one, and this is a horse that I was looking at seriously um, with um, an all-in market because it was actually quite good odds. So have a look at where he was in the George Ryder second up last prep. He was within 0.4 of a length off Animo. Now that's pretty pretty good. Um, he beat home At- Artorias and some very, very good horses. So he's actually trialled very nicely over the 1,000 metres at Hawkesbury um, uh, in mid- just on the 8th of May, I think it was. Um, and he loves good decks. He hates wet decks or soft decks. So we're going to get that here um, at Eagle Farm. And Timmy Clark continues his, his association with the horse. Um, I thought Balana, I thought... I thought he had his chance in the Doombin 10,000. And if you're looking at it purely from a betting perspective, I thought a case for you was a lot better than it. You then go down Paul Ailey. I'm not sure if he's he's A grade as such. Um, And then finally you look at the one that I want to talk about is Shallow. She's, She's an absolute first up specialist. So she's five from seven first up. She's one from one at the track um, at the trip. She now remember we made her a bet in on in late January. Sunny coast. Remember she's yeah. around the four dollar mark in that sunny coast cup. So I think it, now that she's into the field, I think she's a really really good chance, and she's a smoky for something that I'd be putting in my potty. 
right? Yeah. So you look at it like that. She's she's got figures around um, Mr. Brightside and Cascadian, which is certainly horses that you'd you'd consider um, to be top of the line stuff. I don't mind a few at odds here. I wouldn't. I'd probably. I'm gonna probably go pretty wide in this quaddy. What do you, What do you reckon? What do you think so, of this Antino yeah. runner as well? What's this? Sorry, number nineteen. Antino's Antino. an emergency cords. Okay. Unlikely to get a run. So yeah. you need you need two scratchings to happen. Yeah, right. For it to get in. So that's why the market's like, it's unlucky for Tony Golan, but I don't think the horse is going to make the field. Fair enough. So if you're looking at it purely from a quality perspective, for me, are you are you guys writing these down? Yep, go for it, man. Two six two six seven. Yep. Eleven. Yep. Seventeen. Wow, that yeah, that's not as wide as I thought we were going, but that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's good, but that's what we yeah, want. Yeah, so see, see how we go. You guys obviously can to feel free to add and subtract whatever you want to do, but they're the ones I'd be in likely to to put in mine. Okay, lovely. Uh, and what do you think? Not from a quality? Would you be having a bet in it? Not from a quality perspective. Um, I probably have two small plays on Converge, um, King of Sparta, and maybe a small little play on Shallow. But I think purely from a bet, like if I was looking at in how I stake my races, I'd probably have maybe half to a unit on Converge and King of Sparta and, and try and get those those single-figure horses beaten. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, what race do you want to go to next? We staying in the, in the quaddy section or what? Well, let's touch on, let's go race three. Well, yeah, let's go race three, actually, because there might be a bet in this race. Okay. So race three is the Group 3 Premier's Cup over 2,400 metres. Now, if you have a look down here, there's not a great deal of horses in here that, that blow you away as such. But the interesting one that I want to talk about is Serpentine. So Serpentine was first up after 179 days. It transferred from, I think it was... Um, Oh, what's his name? Hickmott, not Hickmott. Um, one of the Macedon Lodge horses down in um down Victoria. You know Kenilworth. the one in the old group. You know what Lloyd Williams owns. Yeah. Can't remember what, who used to train down there. But either way, he transferred up there to to Gaybot, and he's had he had three trials leading up to his run, and he was first up over two thousand two hundred meters. Now he was there like a sitting duck, and Calipore came at him, and he just kicked like so strongly, and he ended up beating Calipore by by 0.7 the length. Now, Calipore then came out at this next start and won the Group 3 champions with quite a bit of ease. Now, oh. I look at this race and I think, well, you look at Serpentine now. If you go back to 2020, he won the Epsom Derby. Now, the Epsom Derby is widely regarded as the toughest derby in the world because the Epsom course is predominantly uphill. Now, he won that race by five and a half lengths, and he actually beat some very good horses. Now, Emissary, you guys would know, ran third in our Melbourne Cup. Yep. Absolutely. In, in, he beat it by by over six six lengths. He beat English King, who was brought out here with this huge boom on him. He beat Mohican Heights, which you guys would know as an import um, with Australian Bloodstock. Mm-hmm. And then he also beat Pile Driver. Who was who's actually a very very good horse in in the UK, and then finally Worthily, who probably hasn't set the world on fire here in Australia, but he's certainly a decent horse. He's so you go back, yeah. So he's got some really solid lines, and I just think he's going to be better for the run. 
He's by Galileo. I think he's handled the he's handled the Eagle Farm track before. He's certainly handled the distance. I got no issues with that, and I think he just wins this race. Ooh. I love that. I love that. I love that he had such a long break and just dominated over such a fucking massive. Well, distance. The, when crazy. you when you look at the speed map, there's no one who's going to pester him up front. He's the only one the with typical, pace. He's the only one there. He's gonna. He's just going to dawdle up front. You've got one of the best jockeys. Of leaders on board. Timmy yeah. Clark was on him last start. He loves it. Good price. Yeah. Not a bad he price. Actually, he loves it. He actually, do you know what's hilarious as well? Is he actually drops a kilo from last start. Oh, fuck. I love that. And, and Cali, Cali Paul goes up two and a half kilos. Oh, so you yeah. I can't say, believe that Cali Paul is so close to him in the odds. I know. I know. Either can I. So I just think of it that way. He's going to get that fitness on his edge. I think the gay bot polish, and I just think he wins this race. I think he's a really, really good chance at around that $4 mark. Oh, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, we love hearing that stuff. All right, so Serpentine, there's a bet. Uh, what? Where are we going now? So let's go to ra- – well, let's not touch on race four because I just want to shoulder arms to it because there's too many different form lines and it's just too hard. Like Luncey's good horse hates winning. You've got Without a Fight, who flopped in our Melbourne Cup, and it was actually one of my tips in the Melbourne Cup. Young Werther, who hates winning. Colding, who hates winning. Just Folk, who hates winning. Like, it's just too hard. A lot of Tom Melbournes. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of Tom Melbournes. So I thought, let's just leave that race. It's not a quaddy leg, thank God. Oh, yeah. here we go. You ready? Here let's we go. go. Let's go to race five for the second best race of the day. Oh, wow. There they are. Here they are again. There they are. Yellow brick and fashion legend. Yeah, and so, look, yellow and fashion legends about the price he was last time he beat him. He was. I love. I love how you brought that up there, Con. That's good. <laughs> so, this is the Fred Best Classic. So, this is the three-year-olds. Now, this is another one that gets you a free ticket into the Stradbroke. Um, so, you find a lot of horses that do win, they get into this race, and they don't get any sort of penalties. So, they end up. You'll find that these three-year-olds end up getting in really lightweight for that Stradbroke. So, I think we'll, well, let's just go in in market order again, or any horses that I'm, I don't mind in this race. So yellow brick, obviously is the, the $2.60 favorite there that I have. Now we know we spoke about it. We were very keen on him in the, in the gold coast guineas that was run at the sunshine coast. Now he had one of the toughest runs in transit. He was three ride without cover and he still managed to, oh. to just kick on that and just win with just complete authority. God, that was a good um, watch. It was. And then you look at it like Spacewalk was beaten very comfortably by about two and a half lengths, and he was a moral beaten last start. So I think he's drawn really, really nicely in Barrier 7. Ben Thompson obviously continues his association. I think he's a great chance, um, and he loves Eagle Farm. I think he's had two runs there for two wins. So he's a good good chance. You've then got Hawaii Five O, who's a, who won that Hawkesbury Guineas, like just killed them. Um, with Nash on board. He was had a massive amount of market support leading into that race, and he duly saluted. Now, Nash continues his association here. Typical Gabot Polish. He's in the market, another one like Yellow Brick for that Stradbroke. Um, he's drawn nicely. Nash. Um, I, I, I can't fault the horse either. Zoo Tiger's interesting. Now, it's drawn really, really out. Um, he's got aft cabin form. Um he trolled relatively well on the fifth of um, 15th of May over the 10.50 there at Randwick, but King of Sparta was in the same trial, and I loved it a lot more. Um, you've then got Seven Bales, who's a decent horse, been racing down south. 
The thing is what you'll find with horses um, with seven bales is it came within 0.8 of a length of Royal Merchant, who we know came out and won the Goodwood. So you'll find that you'll get a lot of people looking at those form lines and probably backing it, hence why it's prices um, ahead of Fashion Legend and, and Larrikin Rogue. Yeah. Fashion Legend's obviously one of ours. We've, we've backed him quite a lot. I thought he was all right in that takeover target first up. Now, what we've got to remember is, one, the horse has never won first up before. He gets better into his preps. And the second thing is I thought Regan didn't make a smart decision in coming up the inferior ground near the rails where – and you look at Think It Over back in – um, sorry, Think About It back in Alia and Fox Fighter all came down in probably lanes five and six. So I think you certainly can be forgiving a fashion legend, and he is two from two second up. He is three from three at the distance, and he is one from one at the track and trip. Oh, we getting on. <laughs> and, and, and he gets Josh Parr on again. Yeah. I'll be getting on that. Absolutely. I love that horse. Yeah. Now, Larrikin Rogue was um, a huge winner in class two over the 1,300 metres of Scone on the 12th of May. Came from out the back and absolutely rocketed home. Clocked some elite sectional. I think his his final 600 metres was nine lengths or no, not nine lengths. I think it was like six lengths faster than the next thing in the race. So enormous final 600 metres. So the horse, I'd be there. And then you got Soothsayer. Now, I thought Soothsayer was really, really good behind Yellow Brick in that Gold Coast Guineas. He was. Um, I, think, I think he might want further than 1,400 metres. I think he's more a miler. But we'll wait and see. And I, I, if this was a quaddy like it is, and I know, but I'd be putting him in as well. So I think he's over the odds around 34 bucks. Oh, big Crazy. time. So no Boris, bet that one then. Boris on board. No, there'll be absolutely no betting in that race. I think that's a, that's a really, really tough race. I'll Boris, be betting on it. That's the Russian sure. spy. I might have a bet on a few things in this. I'll be going a little bit on yellow and a little bit on fashion legend. A little bit on suit yeah, sale. Just have a little spec. Yes, please. Although, I tell you what, Hawaii five zero with Nash on there. Oh, it's scary Jeez, prospects. that is scary. See, it's, it's, it's a tough race, isn't it? Yeah. God, it's a good race. Can't wait to watch this. Yeah. We'll be well and truly oh, on our way at 2 what p.m. What a weekend we've got. Oh. Brisbane Carnival. Can't stand up. Got a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we go to race six or you want to go back? Oh, wait, this Let's is go very non-linear. Yeah, so this is the Group 2 BRC size produce. So this is a two-year-old race over the 1,400 metres and one of the final lead-ups or final, excuse me, main lead-ups to the JJ Atkins over the 1,600 metres. Now, I'm really intrigued by this market because I look at Zia. Zia was really good last start, led all the way in the Bill Carter last weekend. Now, I'm worried about the horse because I thought it was out on its legs and um, over the 1,200 metres with a bounding just coming home really, really strongly and almost nabbing it. So I've got concerns with that. And the second thing I've got concerns is, is why is, why is Tim Clark jumped off an undefeated galloper to jump on a 34-1 to one shot in Hyde Park? Yeah, interesting. And and Clippo's jumped on. Yeah. So you look, go back through Hyde Park and you can see that he trialled a heap before he made his debut. And Tim Clark was on four out of five trials and then wasn't in um, wasn't in the state to um, ride it during the, its debut. So it's drawn horribly in Barrier 23, but I'm so intrigued as to why Tim Clark's jumped off the Gaybot horse and jumped on 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 Hyde Park. Yeah, so another Gaybot horse, really weird. Yeah. So honestly, I think Z is going to be left out of the quaddy. 
Now we look at this Chrysal. So this was the the horse that won a two-year-old handicap at, at Gosford. I thought it ran really well. Clippo was on, beat namesake. But I thought the unlucky runner in that race was Snapback. Now, Snapback I put in the, the black book for me. Um, after his last start, he was held up for a run and actually clocked the race's second best last 200 of the race. So that suggests to me that the horse is jumping from that 1200. It's going to be quite good at the at the 1400 meters. Again, it's the it's horrible barrier in Barry 18, but I'm intrigued to see what Mark Zara can do there. This solidify horse. I know he's got a huge boom on him. Debut, do you know much about a course? Team Rogerson, oh. what's that? Oh. Graham Rogerson um, and his missus, they're, they're really good New Zealand trainers. Now, Ryan Elliott, who um, has ridden this horse over in New Zealand, is actually flying out. Now, do you, do you guys have a jockey booking? Ryan Elliott, Ryan Elliott. yeah. Yeah, so you guys have Ryan Elliott. So he's flying out to New Zealand to ride the horse. Apparently the horse is a bit quirky. But if you go back and watch that race where he um, where he won, I think it was some sort of weird stakes race for, for two-year-olds over there, he was really, really good to the line. Now, He's, I think he's seen a good deck once, one debut, but you never really see those good decks in, in New Zealand. So I'm intrigued to see him. I know there's a big boom on him, and I can see why he's 550 in the market after watching some of his replays. Yeah. Okay. Um, this Sofrado was the horse that um, nabbed armed forces coming flying down the outside over in the Spirit of Boom Classic um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I think it's definitely a horse that would be better suited probably at, um, to that Eagle Farm track over the Doombin track where it ran. Um, Armed Forces is, is the J-Mac horse. Obviously, he's, he's probably ridden a heap of these horses in Optus Stick there. Touch on Snapback. Um, and that's probably it in terms of the horses that I'm pretty keen to touch on with this. Now, honestly, it's going to be really tough with the two-year-olds here. But if you're looking purely from a quaddy perspective, I'm probably going to go with – this is right now, obviously subject to change, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with one. There's a um, <laughs> sorry. That's it. One, <laughs> nine, one, nine, 11, 13, and I'll leave it at that. Wow, that's wow. that's short. Yeah, let's do it. Because nice. I think. Wow. It's like, got to do it. Okay. Nice. All right, and then, we got, and then we got the last race there. So oh. we got the. So that's the Helen Coglin over twelve hundred meters. Now Helen Coglin was one of those kind of pioneers of the racing. Queensland industry. She had a lot to do with a lot of investigations and and. I guess, upgrades of their systems and all that kind of stuff. So this is just a race in her honour. Now, we look at... Go, Helen. Yeah, Helen was good, eh? So, yeah, 1,200 metres. So um, I've never had a lot of time for Brooks Fire. Now, I think the oh. horse is It's had its wraps. And, yes, it's five from, from 16. Oh. It's got a decent winning record. But the horses can be quite frustrating to follow, can't it? Oh, he's been in my black book since probably his maiden and... um. Every time, yeah, every time I back him, he runs fucking seventh or eighth, and I miss him every time he wins. Like, started favourite in a hell of a lot of races, and it's just flopped. So, uh, J-Mac obviously takes it over, has trialled the horse twice, 
um, which is interesting. So he's obviously continuing his um, association with the horse. Horse is drawn well, but I don't know whether I can trust it. Um, we've then got Extremist, who we've spoken about a lot, and I think is a great chance in this race. Loves Eagle Farm. Is one one I think two starts for a win and a second over this track and trip. Um, and if you look at the distance record, it's had ten attempts for it, never missed the trifecta. Um, only missed the trifecta once. Yeah, Got ta- it only just lost last um, start yeah, to that exactly. that beautiful horse of mine. Majestic, <laughs> majestic shot. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking dog. <laughs> Good old majestic oh, shot. So, yeah, that. Uh, Roots, another horse that's kind of had this boom on it, but probably hasn't really, really delivered anything. Probably more suited better over the 1,400, 1,500 metre plus range. So I'm concerned about it being racing over 1,200. Thought Sneaky Five obviously was in that race that Majestic Shot won, was finishing really, really nicely. So it's, I'd be including it in the quaddy. Uh, promise of success being scratched from a group one to run here says something to me about Joan O'Shea and whether or not um, I probably would include it. Um, Self-indulgent is one of the horses that I have in my black book. Now, I really loved it starting a BM72 um, back in the in mid-April. It beat home a horse called Hatchet, who I was given a bit of mail for last Saturday, and the horse ran fourth, unfortunately. But it was rocketing home with Spacewalk. So the horse, is, it's got some form around, uh, around it, and I thought it was really good in a 1,200-metre class six behind Aaron T. So I'd be putting that in there. You've also got your mate there, Juan Diva there. Oh, yeah. There she is. I'll be putting her in. I just, I can't not. You probably have to, won't you? I'll have to. So if we're looking from my quality perspective, you ready? Yeah. One, four. Seven. Ten. Thirteen. Hey. And 16, Muncie in the uh, last. I was just about to ask you about that. <laughs> of course, mate. That thing yes, is, it's coming yeah. up. It's coming up in grade and all that kind of stuff, but the horse is good. Yeah, look at it. I like the look of it. And loves the Eagle Farm track. Um, I wouldn't be putting a pen through it. And I've always remember you saying to me, Muncie in the last. So I always, if he's got a horse in there, I will never not include it now. Yeah. And, and another little Muncie thing. If, if there's a yeah. Muncie-Cassidy combo... You know something crooks going on. <laughs> so have, have a bet. Have a bet. There's steroids involved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe cocaine. Jeez, I can't wait to watch Muncie in the last year. <laughs> well, imagine if it gets up. God, it'll be good. Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Um, what? So did you want to get – have we got a couple more to touch on here? Um, that's the Eagle Farm card done. Okay, good. Love the look of that. Uh, so I don't really, I don't really have a best or anything like that yet. Just be purely for the fact that they're really, really open fields and stuff like that. Um, yeah, tough racing card. Oh yeah, oh, it looks fantastic though. Now, what what else do we want to touch on? Um, I can touch on like briefly on the because we've we've done that pretty quickly, which is good. I'll touch on a couple of black bookers at Randwick for you. Mm-hmm. Now, again, they're not bets or anything like that, but they're just horses that are black booked. So we've got a horse in the fourth race called Scorch. Yep. Now, he was huge last start. Yes, it was back. It was down in grade. He was a class one. Now, he's carrying 61.5 kilos, and he 
he was really, really unlucky in in a race that was dominated by those on speed, and he absolutely rocketed home to the line over the thousand meters. So he steps up in trip now, which is awesome. Obviously, the Hawks boys are going like a busted ass at the moment, so you can't really trust them. But the horses, he looked pretty good. Um, like the booking of Andrew Atkins, he drops out the back. Um, but again, just be just be cautious. He is what twenty to one. Wow, that's yeah. Okay, I like it. Yep, so then we go to race six. I've got three black bookers, which are shitting me because they're all really good horses in Unspoken, mm. Naval College, and Wrathful. Now, all of them are put in my black book after their respective starts. I thought Unspoken was really, really good, and I wanted to see him at 2,000 metres after running behind um, uh, your horse, a Castleway last start there in a BM78 there, Con. So he gets to that trip following my notes. So you're probably looking at him saying, I've got to probably back him. But then I've got Naval College in there who I black booked after his uh, run first up. Sorry, um, second up where he beat home Queenmaker in a BM64 over 1,800 metres. Now he carried 60 kilos that day. He dropped to 54 and a half kilos today. And Queenmaker came out in a BM64 again and absolutely walloped that field at Canterbury today. So he's drawn really well. And then I've finally I've got Wrathful, who I pinned already purely for the fact that it's got... Uh-huh. Um, Voldemort. There he is. Yes. Now, the horse was awesome back at Scone last start. He finished off really, really well in that race that was probably dominated by those on speed. Um, gets a jockey downgrade, in my opinion, from Dylan Gibbons to Kieran McAvoy and has drawn outwards. But again, it's Randwick with a big, long straight, so it's probably going to favour any horse. Gun to my head in this bet in this race, I'm picking Naval College because Nisham and Jet Stanley are absolutely flying, and I love the weight uh, drop for Naval College. And that's an import, is it? It is, yeah. Yeah. So it's a French import. Ah, uh, no, sorry, a UK import. Yep, I really like it too, actually. So if you yeah, gun to my head out of my three black bookers, it's probably going to be those. Okay, nice. Um, cool. Race seven, we've got Iona Merck. Um, love the horse, always have. Really, I've probably backed a horse every every start it's ever had. Um, I'm very wary of this kin horse, though, because the horse gets the Zach Lloyd claim, drops back to 52 kilos, um, was really, really good last start behind Vowmaster, who a lot of people say is actually a stakes-grade horse. Um, so, yeah, big concerns with that. So I probably wouldn't be chiming in, but I do love the trials of Iona Merck, and I think it's drawn quite well. All right, we'll be having a bit on that at Punners Day, I reckon. Uh, and that's it. That's it. You didn't have anything else you wanted to steer us into? Um, there's a horse that I love. Like, the odds are shit out now. So there was a horse that I really loved. It's Trials running tomorrow. Oh, has it been scratched? Running tomorrow at Gosford. I'm yep. seeing if I can find it for you. It opened around the 250 mark, but is into... Very, very short odds. Let's have a look. Yeah, it's called Os- Osmosis in race six at Gosford. So it's, I think it's a dollar seventy or thereabouts. Where is it? Oh, yep. Gotcha. Yeah, dollar seventy. J Mac. Now, you're, rarely do you see J Mac head out to Gosford on a Thursday, but he's going out to ride this horse in its maiden. Now, you go back and watch its trials. It's been an absolute rocket. Started off its uh, trial last year in September, won its trial very easily, then went to another trial in May this year, won it by about five lengths, and then had a really nice trial over the 10.50 with J-Mac on board as well there at Randwick. So, honestly, I think the horse is just a moral. If you can get 
two bucks, take it. Um, or if you want, if you are one of those people who likes to play multis, then probably include it in your multis. Okay, that's lovely. You've been on fire with those midweek tips, so. Well, let's hope let's hope Ferrari man can get up tomorrow night for us for the multi and for the midweeks. And what race was that again? Race seven, Packenham tomorrow night. Number six, Ferrari man. Now, I'll give you well. I'll give you a bit of justification for it as well because I know people will probably be looking at this Mick Kent Junior two dollar favourite. So it's a soft six at the moment at Pakenham. So they're expecting anywhere between five, ten, maybe even fifteen mils overnight and tomorrow at um, in Melbourne. Now, if you go back and watch this, look at this horse's um, last start and over the mile over the sixteen hundred metres, it won by six lengths on a heavy nine. Um, Jordan Childs takes the sit. I thought the horse was actually quite good first up. It just needed the run. Um, it's it's hasn't won second up in its in its career, but it has got seconds to some very good horses. Um, one being Elkington Road, all right, which was uh, obviously a horse that went on to do some really good things and in his years. Beretta's one of ours too, and yeah, and Beretta, yeah. So you look at the horses. So I think it's a really good chance. Um, stepping up to miles, great. Jordan Childs um, back on board instead of a, an apprentice uh, knows the horse well, and I think it's drawn really nicely to um, to pretty much lead this race. I don't see much else speed involved. Yeah, I love I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so that's all we've got. That's all we've got. All right, mate. Well, thanks. I uh, look forward to hanging out on Saturday at punters and uh, back in a few winners. Nice. All right, mate. I'll uh, I'll see you on the weekend. See you, bud. Have a good one. You too. Bye.